This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Using Hostfully, you can create a free digital guidebook for your listing so that you can save time creating a professional experience for every guest that comes and visits your spot. Learn more at hostfully.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode number 266 of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today we're not talking about Airbnb for a change. We're talking about a platform that's similar to Airbnb. But instead of renting homes and rooms, you can rent RVs. The platform is called Outdoorsy. And I'm talking to Senior Manager of Partnerships, Austin. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jasper. I appreciate it. How's it going? Good. Sorry, I forgot, I forgot, I, I forgot to uh, check out your last name. So let's, no let's, let's do that again. Yeah, no problem. All right. Welcome to episode 266 of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, I mean, we're not going to be talking about Airbnb. We're going to be talking about a platform that's similar to Airbnb, but instead of renting homes and rooms, you can rent RVs. So the platform is called Outdoorsy, and I'm talking to Austin Green. He's the Senior Manager of Partnerships at Outdoorsy. And so, Austin, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jasper. I appreciate it. How's, how's it going? It's, it's going well, my friend. I am here in Taipei in Taiwan, and it's winter here, uh, which means it's about seven, between 70 and 80 degrees uh, most days and, and quite sunny. It doesn't rain a lot, so it's, uh, it's, it's very pleasant. I, I was expecting it to be a little colder. I, I tend to associate winter with cold temperatures um, because that's the way it is in where I'm from. And so yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that I'm actually able to walk around in shorts and, and my t-shirt during the day. And yeah, it's blue sky almost every day. So it's, yeah, I'm not complaining. Yeah, that sounds nice. It's actually kind of funny. We're, we're based out of Austin, Texas now at Outdoorsy. We moved from the Bay Area of March of this year. And it's not very often I talk to folks in the winter where it's, uh, it's actually warmer than Austin, Texas. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was very surprising. Maybe, maybe I'm just lucky. But, um, but yeah, it's great. So let's talk about Outdoorsy. For the, for the people who don't know what Outdoorsy is, it's a platform where you can rent out your RV or you can rent an RV if you want to travel around the US or maybe go to Burning Man. Um, but can you explain a little bit more about what the, what the platform is and kind of how it compares to Airbnb? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Outdoorsy was founded in, in 2015 by... Uh, some of our co-founders, Jeff Cavins, Jin Young, uh, Ryan Quinn, one of our lead engineers, and a couple others. Um, and the reason we started Outdoorsy is there was some market research that showed at the time that there was over 17 million, un well, 17 million RVs in the U.S., North America specifically, that went unused 350 days out of the year. Um, and that's a lot of time that a, a high-quality, valuable asset sitting in a garage that you're likely paying for uh, and collecting dust. Um, so what we decided to do is we decided that we would build a platform that let owners of those types of vehicles rent them out 
because they're high demand vehicles. People want to take trips uh, in the outdoors. Not only is it topical now, uh, outdoor kind of alternative travel, but uh, there's a real appetite out there, uh, whether young or old, the people who want to get outside and, and experience the outdoors. So we built Outdoorsy as a way to empower those people and empower the owners of those vehicles. Um, so that's pretty much what Outdoorsy is. We are an RV rental marketplace that's peer-to-peer. Uh, -peer. So folks can list their RVs and make money when they're not using them. And on the flip side, people that want to take a really cool outdoors trip uh, can rent an RV directly from an owner on our platform. We provide the insurance, the roadside assistance, a lot of the things that traditionally would prevent people from renting an RV. Uh, we make it a, a quick and easy process and, and help people get outside. Did you say 350 days out of the year, these things are parked and not doing anything? Yep, that's wow. what the market research said. It's, it's almost like a boat, right? They say that the best day is when you buy it and the second best day is when you, when you sell it. So um, that was kind of the case for, for RVs. You know, I don't want to speak for all the owners, but um, that's what that stat tells me. And, uh, you know, I think our platform helps kind of uh, fix that issue. So that means that the average RV is only being used 15 days. So let's say two weeks out of the year. Yeah, there were a lot of RVs that just sit in storage the, the vast majority of the year, for sure. And how much does it cost to maintain an RV? I imagine there's, there's got to be some maintenance. Absolutely. I mean, depending on where you are, you have to winterize an RV so that you don't uh, get transmission and engine issues in the summer when you want to take it out again. I mean, it's like it's basically a car as well. You have to do things like rotate the tires, make sure your tread's okay, maintain the engine. Not to mention it's, it's you know, there's a tons of different types of RVs, anything from class A to class B to class C to camper vans. But, you know, a lot of these are basically tiny homes on wheels. So not only are you, you know, maintaining the actual vehicle portion of it, but you have to keep the inside and the exterior nice. Um, and all of those things take time and money. So um, as, as, as great as RVs are, owning one isn't for everyone. Um, so that's one way that Outdoorsy kind of, you know, allows people to use these vehicles without actually having to commit to purchasing one. And for a lot of people, it's a try before you buy experience. So how many users and how many RVs and RV providers are there on, on Outdoorsy? So at the moment, we have over 30,000 vehicles in North America that have been on Outdoorsy. Um, published listings on our platform change. They vary. Some people only have them on for part of the year. Uh, for example, if they use them a lot in the winter, if they're a snowboard and they come down south and list it in the summer if they migrate or vice versa. Um, but we have over 30,000 vehicles in North America at the moment. I believe we have over 25,000 published listings that are live on the platform at this very moment. Um, but we're also live in Australia, New Zealand, and we've just launched in the UK. Um, and there are plans for uh, international expansion beyond just the UK this year and Europe. So we expect quite a bit of growth over the next year. So if I think about RVs, like where I'm from in Holland, RVs are quite rare. Um, but what's very common for people to own is, is a caravan. Right? One of those things that basically doesn't have an engine, it can't drive, but you just plug it. You know, behind your your car, and then what Dutch people are very uh, fond of doing is they'll do drive to France and they put it on a camping site and they'll, you know, they enjoy the nice weather and the cheese and the wine over there for a couple of weeks and then they drive back to Holland and then just like an RV they store the caravan in somewhere in some some storage location or the garage and then they leave it there for a year and then next you know the following year they do the same thing. 
So I was wondering, yeah. are, are you guys like listing caravans as well if you're expanding to Europe? For sure. Um, travel trailers, as we call them in the U.S., actually make up uh, a pretty large chunk of the vehicles that are on Outdoorsy. Um, we have everything from Class A, Class B, Class C, camper van. We even have toy haulers and utility trailers on our platform. Uh, but travel trailers are definitely some, uh, a pretty large uh, percentage of the vehicles that are on our platform. So fifth wheels as well. Um, you know, a lot of times travel trailers are a little bit more difficult to lug around, but uh, we actually even have some uh, owners on our platform that will deliver them to whatever camping spot you'd like if it's within a reasonable dis distance of where they're at. So it's kind of a cool experience. You know, we, we offer tons of drivable vehicles, um, but we do also offer the caravan, the travel trailer, uh, and even the, the toy haulers and utility trailers too. Now, when I think about an RV, uh, I instantly think about Burning Man. And, and so I was wondering, uh, do, uh, are there a lot of people that literally just rent out for Burning Man? Because I, I can imagine that you know, for Burning Man, you can probably you know, raise your rates a lot. Like, just like on Airbnb, when you, you go into Christmas or New Year, you can, you can probably 2x or maybe 3x your rate. How, how's that for, for RVs and, and, and Burning Man? Absolutely. There's a huge demand for RVs for the Burning Man Festival. And, and what's funny is Burning Man is actually kind of a hot topic issue for Outdoorsy. Um, we do have folks that uh, have, you know, one or multiple vehicles that they'll rent out for Burning Man. And, and you definitely do see that. You'll see rates double, triple, quadruple. Um, but we also give owners on our platform the ability to say, or rather to opt in to whether or not they'd allow their vehicle vehicle to be rented for a music festival. As you can expect, there are um, people on our platform that they want to rent out their RV, whether it's just to make some extra cash when they're not using it or to help pay off the mortgage for that vehicle. Um, but a lot of these people, they have RVs that they use and they love, and it's, it's their vehicle that they've grown attached to. So um, by giving owners on our platform the ability to opt in or opt out for music festivals, we do have quite a few that say, you know, we don't want our vehicle being taken to Burning Man. On the flip side, however, and this actually ties into what we had just talked about in the travel trailer side of things, we have other members of our owners that on the flip side do the exact opposite. They know that there's a huge demand for Burning Man and they can rent out vehicles at a much higher price. So we've actually had uh, individual owners on our platform buy travel trailers that they can generally get for a little bit cheaper restore them and rent them out for Burning Man at pretty high prices. Um, so that way, you know, if the burning or if the vehicle is damaged at Burning Man, whether it's because the uh, attendees are partying a little too hard in the vehicle or if the sand uh, takes a toll on the underside of the carriage, uh, they can still make money on these trailers. And, and even after, uh, you know, taking that loss of the vehicle. So Burning Man's very interesting. Uh, we see a lot of renter interest and there are definitely owners on our platform that take advantage of that and, and make quite a bit of money doing so. So if I want to rent an RV for Burning Man, do you have any tips? For when, should I, when should I make the reservation? I imagine that a couple of weeks before Burning Man, everything's probably sold out. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a good idea to get out ahead of Burning Man and make sure you have your vehicle before, you know, crunch time really comes along. Um, what we would recommend is, and this is actually something that you can do on our site pretty easily, you can filter down the types of vehicles you'd like to see. And one of the filters we offer is, is festival-friendly vehicles. Um, 
So what I would recommend is go to outdoorsy.com, look for vehicles in an area that you'd like to rent from. A lot of folks fly into Vegas, spend a day or two in Vegas and rent an RV there and then drive down to Burning Man from there. Um, but there's tons of different hubs that you can rent from where we have quite a large inventory. Just make sure that when you're searching for a, for a vehicle that you have festival friendly checked in the search menu. And then when you go to rent the vehicle, I would mention specifically that you are going to Burning Man. That's one of the cool things about our platform too, is before you rent the vehicle, you communicate with the owner directly on our platform. So what I would just always recommend and it's best practices on Outdoorsy is just to be upfront with the owner about your friends. Let them know what kind of experience you're wanting to see. Let them know that Burning Man is something you're really excited about and you can't wait to take out their vehicle and you know, give it some time and, and you'll find the perfect vehicle for your Burning Man experience. Awesome. Now let's, let's talk a little bit about how you can do really well in outdoorsy. You know, like I'm, I'm assuming it's uh, similar to Airbnb where you kind of have to understand how the platform works, you know, what, what makes an attractive listing and, and all that kind of stuff. So the, for, let's start with the, for the people that actually own uh, an RV. Um, what, what are some best practices? What are some best, what are some good tips? Yeah, it's uh, if you actually go to, if you just Google outdoorsy list your RV, you'll actually land on a page where it shows you roughly how much you could make renting out your vehicle every month. Uh, on average, we like to use the figure $3,200 a month. It's a pretty good average when you look at all the different types of vehicles on our platform because a teardrop trailer or a small class C or class B may rent for a little bit differently than a larger class A or a fifth wheeler. Um, what to, to keep in mind, the, or the most important thing in my opinion to keep in mind when you actually do list your RV are the pictures and the description. Um, what we find is that uh, owners on our platform that take really high quality, high resolution pictures really give owners on the other, or renters on the other side of the market a good view of what the RV looks like both inside and out. They generally see the best performance. Um, on top of that, make sure that you have a, a good description about the vehicle. You list all the amenities correctly, what's included in the vehicle, what's not. Our platform makes it really easy to do that. You can select from a huge list of amenities that may or may not be included so that the renter who is potentially running your article gets a really good idea of the type of experience they can have in your vehicle before they come to pick it up. Um, beyond that, we also recommend naming the vehicle and giving it a cool little backstory. Uh, things like that really personalize the experience and make it a more fun and uh, kind of comprehensive experience for the renter, I would say. Also, obviously, price it effectively. Uh, make sure to ask your renter for a review at the end of the experience. And we even give owners the opportunity to, to include add-ons with their RV that you can actually charge them for. So things like, oh, here's a cooler that you can use, then it's pre-stocked, and uh, you can add this to your trip for $10 a day. Or if you're gonna be doing some hiking out there, here's some day packs you can use on your hike. Or here's some tubes you can use if you're gonna be floating in a river nearby your campground. Things like that really make it a full outdoor experience as opposed to just an RV renter. And we find that owners on our platform that that really go above and beyond in offering an experience as opposed to just a traditional rental do see the best performance and have the most success on our platform. Can you repeat the, the, those numbers, like how, how much you can make on average? Yeah, it definitely depends on the type of vehicle. Like I mentioned, um, you know, a teardrop trailer will likely rent for less. 
than a fifth wheel or a class A RV. Um, but $3,200 a month is what we typically use um, as kind of our average for among all different vehicle classes and years on our platform. But what's cool too is if you go to outdoorsy.com slash list your RV, and there's hyphens between list your and RV, you can actually input the year, the make, the model, the number of miles on your RV, and we'll give you an estimate in real time on roughly what you could make renting out that vehicle on our platform per month. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and then the first thing that uh, I, I notice is there's a lot of different types of vehicles. Some of them I've never heard of. Like, uh, I have no idea what a fifth wheel is or a toy hauler or a tow, tow, oh, tow, tow vehicle, park model, a utility trailer. And then there's also, you can list the, the manufacturer, you can list the, the model. So it's, <clears throat> it's very specific, the, the year as well and the length. And it'll give you uh, an estimate of, of what you can make. And that, es that estimate is per month, right? Correct. Correct. And you're exactly right. When I joined Outdoorsy, it it kind of blew my mind how many different types of vehicles there were that were considered RVs or, or travel trailers. You know, when I think RV, or at least before joining Outdoorsy, when I thought about an RV, I just imagined what is ultimately a Class A, a large 40-foot vehicle that's tough to drive sometimes, not all the times, uh, and has one or two bedrooms and a full kitchen. Really, there's so many different types of vehicles. You've got the large Class A's, You've got the Class C's, which are closer uh, to like a mid-size RV. Uh, you've got the Class B's that are almost synonymous with camper vans. Uh, the fifth wheelers, which are the extremely large, oftentimes luxury trailers that are even larger than Class A's many times. So there's a ton of diversity uh, in, in, in terms of what can be considered an RV. And what's cool is we, we host all of those different vehicles on our platform and we make it easy to search and segment among them. So, you know, if you go to outdoorsy.com, you're going to see tons of variety and different types of vehicles. And our thought is, is by offering that type of variety, you're going to really find something that, that suits you and, and on your next trip. Hi, my name is Margo and I'm the CEO of Hostfully. We are on a mission to make local travel a lot better, and we're starting with digital guidebooks to make that happen. Using Hostfully digital guidebooks, which work great on any mobile device, on desktop, and in print, you can share important property information and local recommendations with your guests. You can also save time and create a great guest experience that each traveler will appreciate. Hostfully guidebooks are very fast to make, and we've included some advanced features where you can feature your custom logo, your colors, custom categories, and essentially your brand. Please take a chance to check us out at hostfully.com. Awesome, now let's, let's talk about the investment side. So let's say I, I have some spare money and I'm, I'm gonna go buy a secondhand RV and my goal is to make you know, the highest possible return on my investment. So first of all, is, is what type of RV should I buy? And then I, I guess my second question would be, you know, where should I, where should I uh, store it? Because I imagine, you know, if you're if you're near like Yellowstone National Park, for example, there's there's going to be more people, more more demand for RVs in in those type of areas than, you know, in some of some some other areas like in downtown New York or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's difficult to say uh, or to recommend, you know, precise exactly what type of vehicle you you could do best with renting out because it really definitely changes based on 
you know, where you're located, kind of what your target is. Generally speaking, a class A or a fifth wheel, um, it, it's more an older demographic that, that, that uses those vehicles. Whereas for someone like me, I really like the camper vans and some of the smaller vehicles that are light and easy to tow around. Um, you know, it really also depends on the type of vehicle. You can rent out a, you know, an older class B or a class C on our platform for anywhere from 150 to 220 bucks a night and being competitive. And again, it definitely depends on where you're located as well. Um, but what we recommend is when you, you know, do your research beforehand, go to Outdoorsy and look at the area that you think you would ultimately like to rent out your RV in. See what there is in terms of inventory. Um, and that will kind of give you an idea of what kind of vehicles are in the area, what that average pricing looks like. And then, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, you can go in and undercut the market a little bit. You can find areas where maybe there's not enough inventory of the specific type of vehicle, uh, but there is demand. And that could be a great way to get a, get a vehicle on our platform that's rented out uh, very often. So um, there's a lot of variables that go into it, but um, there's definitely a, a big opportunity around it. Um, we have a lot of folks on our platform that started out just renting, you know, one vehicle that they owned as a way to kind of pay off their mortgage for that vehicle. And we have what we call aspiring pros who have actually realized that they can make a living off this and they've gone out and they've purchased additional vehicles and have turned it into a, their own little business. So you know, it's really what you put into it. Um, do some research beforehand, but if you already own uh, an RV of sorts, there's definitely an opportunity to help pay, make those payments by renting it out on our platform or to make, you know, pretty good money if you've already paid it off. And likewise, you know, when you get more than one vehicle, you're really just doubling up. When I actually last rented out my, uh, the last Sprinter van that I rented out during Thanksgiving break, I rented a converted ProMaster uh, from a lady in town named Kim who was great and she actually started with two ProMasters and has since added I believe two additional ones within the Austin area and they're rented out pretty frequently so there's definitely an opportunity ultimately it really it boils down to the types of service you can provide the people that you know provide the best experience and I kind of touched on this earlier will get the best ratings if you have strong photos and a strong description the vehicles that you post on our platform are going to resonate with, with folks that want to rent these vehicles. So um, it's kind of the sky's the limit. Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to think about the you know, differences between Airbnb and, and Outdoorsy. And the first thing that comes to my mind is there's probably no regulations for renting out the RVs. Well, you know, it, there actually are. It varies state to state. Um, for example, if you're under 25, in many states you can't drive a Class A, but you'd be able to drive some of the smaller RVs that we offer on our platform. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, if you're under 25, you can't rent a vehicle. And then there are specific uh, regulations around, um, you know, being able to drive a vehicle that's over 40 feet. So that would be like a Class A or a fifth wheel. Um, they do vary state to state, but really the most important piece, in my opinion, would be uh, the insurance. Um, and that's, that's a really important piece when you're renting out these vehicles, um, because these are high value assets, right? And most of these vehicles are in the tens of thousands, and we have some that you know, retail for over $100,000. So when, um, when you're renting a vehicle on our platform, 
you know that you're protected because we provide up to a million dollars in liability insurance for every approved rental and then $250,000 on top of that in comprehensive and collision insurance. That's really the most important piece because ultimately, and this is nationwide, you can't take, uh, you can't drive or take an RV out without having that insurance in place. So the fact that we provide that insurance for every approved rental and issue a unique, uh, you know, insurance, you know, literally a piece of paper for every rental, it makes it so much more accessible for users that want to take these trips, but don't own a vehicle and, and ultimately aren't insured. But uh, through our platform, we, we basically empower them by making sure that they are insured and that if something were to happen on the road, that not only they are protected, but the owner's protected as well. Okay, got it. Yeah, I mean, what what I meant by regulations is more like, for example, Airbnb. You're, you know, in certain cities, you're not allowed to rent it out for more than thirty days or sixty days, or you need to have a permit, or there's like all sorts of other regulations in lots of places. You're not allowed to rent out any condominiums, or you know, there's lots of oh, yeah. lots of restrictions. But I imagine if you own an RV, there's you know the local authorities aren't going to limit the amount of days that you're allowed to rent it out. You're exactly right. I mean. There, there are regulations that are just associated with driving an RV that vary from state to state, but you're right. There are no regulations in that sense. I live in a condo myself that I've owned for a few years, and I would love to rent out the spare bedroom when Austin City Limits or South by Southwest is in town, but I can't because it's against our HOA's regulations. On the flip side, yeah, those don't really exist in the RV industry. And we actually offer um, not only nightly pricing, but we even offer pricing uh, on a weekly and monthly basis because, you know, A, those regulations don't exist. You can rent out this vehicle for as long as the owner is willing to let you have it and really take the road trip of your dreams. Uh, it's not the Wild West, I would say. There's definitely regulations in place from state to state just in terms of driving the vehicle, but in terms of renting it and staying in it and taking your time and, and doing what you want and when you want to do it, you know, you have a lot of freedom with an RV that you wouldn't typically have with, with an Airbnb or, or uh, a sticks and bricks unit. So the second advantage that I thought about is an RV is it's kind of like a home, but you can move it, whereas you can't move your house. So if you if you're running out on Airbnb, your you know location you're kind of stuck with it, and so you're dependent on people coming to you. But if you if you have an RV, you can go to where the people are, right? So I'm thinking, you know, check out the 10, 15, 20 most popular music festivals, uh, and then you just drive your RV around the country to essentially just put it where the demand is. Absolutely. And we actually have people that even can sign their vehicles on our platform. So if they're in somewhere like Utah where it's really cold during the winter and they don't think they're going to have rentals, they can send their RV to uh, another owner on our platform and split commissions with them so they can rent out those vehicles in warm weather states. Um, but you're exactly right. Having a mobile asset offers a lot of freedom. And we find that a lot of the renters that are taking out our platform are doing those things, going to you know, music festivals where you can camp, driving down the, the West Coast along the beach. Um, there's so many things to do and see in, in North America from a, from a natural perspective, all the state parks, all the national forests. Um, having and driving in an RV as opposed to you know, maybe staying at an Airbnb and kind of being confined to a 50-mile radius, it really offers you a lot more freedom and the ability to get out and really do the things that you want to do outside. 
Um, California is one of our biggest markets and we see people driving down the West Coast all the time and it's, it's one of our most popular areas because of that. It's beautiful, they can drive a long way and, and see um, you know, different states, different climates, uh, all the way from Washington to Southern California and back. And it's a really cool, unique experience. Um, you know, and it's, it's kind of that proverbial uh, American road trip. And, and that's kind of the experience that we want to offer for a lot of these folks. So what if you, let's say you own a house in, in Austin, Texas, and there's the, the conference is coming up. What's it called? South, Southwest by? Something? Yeah, South by Southwest. South by Southwest, right. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have an RV, you know, you, it's parked in front of your house. Uh, you could just rent that out to people coming to Austin for the conference, huh? Yeah, absolutely. If you wanted to, you could definitely do that. Um, you know, we have uh, individuals on our platform that are, are, you know, generally they let these folks drive in their vehicle or, or tow the vehicle as they want, but we do have some vehicles that are stationary vehicles They or, or they'll deliver it to where you want. Um, ultimately, it's a flexible accommodation and that's part of, the, that's part of what makes Outdoorsy great. Um, so by offering these things, you know, in, in South By, good luck finding a hotel or a condo. Uh, and if you do find one, it's going to be extremely expensive. But I guarantee you, we'll have, we'll have inventory in Austin uh, around events like that that folks can rent. And it will, it's, it's a cheaper, more cost-effective solution in most instances. So if I have an RV and I drive to Austin for the conference, can I just park it somewhere and then list it? Can I put it on, in, the parking, in the parking lot or something and then rent it out? That's a good question. I mean, generally we wouldn't recommend like just keeping it in a parking lot. Um, you know, you can uh, oftentimes like deliver it to a campground uh, and then have the user stay in that campground. But there's definitely opportunities. I would just say do your research before you know you commit to doing something like that. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, when there's a demand for these types of vehicles in a, in a market like Austin during South by, uh, you can definitely take advantage of it. And uh, we, we, we see users that do that. Now, I wouldn't recommend posting up in like a Walmart parking lot, but there's tons of campgrounds in the area that are close to the city and they're looking for RVs to fill up their bays. So you can definitely just call one, say, hey, I'm going to be in the area. I'm going to be renting out my unit. And uh, there will definitely be campgrounds that would be excited to have you. Do, you. do you need to hook up these RVs to ele- like electricity uh, socket or something to or are they like self-sustainable like can, can i just park it in the middle of nowhere and i'll be okay for like a week or two so a lot of these units actually have solar panels on top of them um, and that's actually a, a trend that's growing in the rv industry um, with that said solar powers offer a limited amount of power um, so a lot of these vehicles will ha- also have like a converter and an area for you to plug in should you be at a campground. Um, but when I took my Sprinter van out, for example, uh, the, the, the ProMaster conversion that I spoke about earlier, I didn't have it plugged in a single time. They had USB outlets that were um, powered completely by the solar panel. So I was able to charge my phone, charge my electronics, uh, have lighting. I had running water inside even when I was parked and not hooked up to anything. And a lot of these vehicles are sustainable in that sense. Um, with that said, you can definitely go and park it at a bay and not have to use like the generator or the solar panels. You can plug directly into power. Uh, and that often is a, is a great experience, especially for some of the larger vehicles on the platform, like 
the fifth wheels and the uh, the class A's. But yeah, especially the smaller vehicles are often self-sustaining with solar panels. So if you list an RV on a Dorsey, can you change the location easily or if do you have to create a new listing when you move it to a different location? Uh, you can you can edit the location. Um, to be honest, it's not something that I've really gone through the process of, so I can't speak to it um, in detail. But yes, as I mentioned earlier, we have folks that actually do consignment with their vehicles. So six months of the year when it's warm, it may be further up north and then they'll send it down south and the location is updated. So if you were to move, for example, or you wanted to move the vehicle to another place, you can absolutely change the location. So what I'm thinking what would be really cool to do is, you, you know, you, you find a second-hand, second-hand RV, you buy it, and then you, you kind of, you know, make some improvements and stuff to make it ideal for people who want to use this for like a week or two, or maybe even specialize in, you know, for people who want to go to conferences or music festivals. Mm-hmm. And then um, and you look at the like 20 most, you know, 20 most visited events throughout the, throughout the U.S., and then you drive your RV to whatever, wherever that, uh, that event is. Uh, you rent it out and getting really high rates because of the event. And then you just stay in, in Airbnb yourself. And then once the event's over, you jump back in your RV and drive it to the next event. It'll be, I thought it would be a kind of cool thing to do. So I'm just trying to think, like, you know, is that possible? You know, what kind of friction, what kind of barriers are there? So what, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a possibility. Uh, I, I will say that when you, um, you know, we, we, a lot of our vehicles see repeat customers. So when you have a vehicle in an area for, for a given amount of time, um, people in that area will continue to see it. That's not to say that you can't move it around, and I think that is a good idea, and you could definitely uh, do well with that model. We actually see some similar things too, um, especially in the southeast where, folks do that with uh, more tailgating centric vehicles. So they'll have vehicles that are close to the big NFL games or the college games, and they'll rent those, uh, those tailgating vehicles out accordingly. But absolutely, I mean, with our platform, we offer the flexibility that, that allows owners to, to make money by taking their vehicles where they like and, and when they like them. And, um, you know, I think that there's a healthy entrepreneurial spirit among our platform and, and ideas like that uh, can often perform well. Could be a cool uh, marketing campaign for you guys. Like you yeah, give give away like a secondhand RV to somebody and have that person just live in the RV for a whole year, drive around the country, rent it out when when the rates are high at events and stuff, and and see how much money that person ends up making, and then kind of follow in YouTube, and that'll be kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I have to pitch that internally. All right. Um, let me know if you're looking for somebody. Uh, yeah, right. I, I may be interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I don't take that job first, right? <laughs> it's got to have good Wi-Fi, though, because otherwise I can't do this podcast. Yeah, it's funny. There's actually, there are companies now that specialize in mobile home and, and RV internet. There's a demand for it, for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's uh, the one thing that people can't go without these days is, uh, is a strong Wi-Fi connection. That's the truth. Um, awesome, Austin. It's uh, this is really interesting. I, I I really enjoy you know trying to be creative and and think about different ways to to use platforms such as Airbnb, and kind of think about you know what else is out there. You know, there's of course there's boats, there's cars, there's RVs, there's uh, I'm I'm sure there's other other things as well you can think of. But um, but yeah, this is really interesting. Is there anything else you, you wanted to share with the with the listeners? Any any other tips or 
whatever else you want to share? I mean, I think we've covered a lot. I, I really appreciate you having me on. This is this has been fun, and I'm you know really excited to tell your audience about our platform. Uh, but one thing I would say is, you know, the best way to learn is to try it out for yourself. You can find tons of really cool vehicles for great prices on our platform. And as I mentioned earlier, we're live in U.S., Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the U.K., and we're going to be expanding further throughout uh, Europe this year. So. Uh, you know, take a look at our platform, find something that speaks to you and, and take it out for a weekend. And uh, I, I can assure you won't be disappointed. Awesome. So it's outdoorsy.com. Go check it out if you're interested. And in the future, what I really would like to do, Austin, is I'd love to get one of your users on the podcast and, and have that person kind of share about you know, his or her experience uh, especially if it's somebody who's uh, doing it more professionally, like somebody who invested in an RV is then renting it out. I'd love to hear and learn how, you know, kind of what the return, uh, the rates of uh, return are on, on those type of investments. And, and so uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll look for somebody to, to interview in, in the future. That'd be really fun. Yeah, that sounds great. And I know that we would have users on our platform that would be excited to share their story with you. So, uh, I'll do some digging internally and find the right folks that, that would love to talk to you and we'll, uh, we'll reconvene then. Awesome, man. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It was uh, definitely really interesting to, you know, to talk about something else than, than Airbnb. Uh, and, but it's still like very comparable. So, uh, hopefully the listeners enjoyed this as well. And for the listeners, of course, thanks for listening. And uh, next Wednesday, there will be uh, another episode of Get Paid for Your Pet. So hope to see you then. Yo. Nope.